time to get happy. Accentuate the positive with Curran Swain. With good news, reviews and interviews and the sounds of indie, folk, pop and rock. Always look on the bright side. <laughs> I dare you to be happy. Good morning, you're with Karen, accentuating the positive as you heard the man say. How are you going this morning? As I said before, I've got the gorgeous Emily Simpson in the studio with us, the lady of the labyrinth. She's going to tell us about the labyrinth in Centennial Park. Good morning, honey. Good morning. How are you? Really well. So really great well. to have you on the show. Now, you've you spent how many years did you spend raising money to put the labyrinth in? Two years? Three years? Uh, the actual fundraising was about a year. About a year. God, you did well. Project, well, I, oh, well, I first walked the labyrinth in uh, 2009, got sort of gathered the idea for the project in 2010. Right. It was approved 2011. Okay. And so now, and it's taken since then to. A- and then when it was happen. approved, then you said, right, now we've got to find funds for it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So you spent a year lobbying and you did really well. You raised lots of money to put it in because it's an expensive exercise. It blew me away how much it's costing to put in. Yeah, it but was half a million dollars. Half a million dollars. I know. I know. Fantastic. I know. It is the most exquisite thing. I've been watching it on Facebook. I've been watching the progression of it and it, it's opening soon. Yeah. So it's opening, what, mid? Mid-September we're looking at. And who who's organising it? Is it the council? No, Centennial Parklands Trust is its own sort of council. Right. So they manage because the parklands are five hundred acres. It's a very big area yeah, yeah. that they manage, and um, so they'll be organising the opening. And yeah. And are they going to invite? Who are they inviting? Special guests? Or? Oh well, yes. It's well, primarily it's to thank all the donors. Right. Course, so and, all the donors um, will come. But yeah. there's been so many other supporters and people that have just been involved in the events and the, but just been supporting all the way along. So everyone really. And tell me your journey with the labyrinth because I know you said you found the Shut Cathedral well, in 2009. Uh, no, it was actually the, the first one I walked was in San Francisco, the Grace Cathedral, okay. which is a version of the Chartres labyrinth. It's the same type of labyrinth as in the Chartres Cathedral. Yeah. I fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. I had a, I had a sort of tangled grief at that time in my life. I had all these a series of losses and leavings and... Something happened when I walked that labyrinth and that grief started to lift off me and I didn't know anything about it, didn't know what it was or why or how this was affecting me, but I just felt better. And so I walked it for again and again and again and I came back the next day and I walked it for several hours and I fell in love with it. And I came back to Sydney and went looking for one um, and couldn't find one. Right. And uh, then began my sort of my search. And so I, you know, bought every book I could get on labyrinths, found out that understood then that the uh, Chartres Cathedral Labyrinth was the sort of the mother labyrinth. <laughs> the mother of all labyrinths. <laughs> yes, uh, which was um, and that was built at, you know, the beginning of the 13th century. And it's been a pilgrimage site for 800 years. And then I went, I went to Chartres and studied there with a woman called the Reverend Dr. Lauren Artress, who used to be the canon of the Grace Cathedral in San Francisco. Okay. And twice a year, her organisation does takes a pilgrimage to Chartres Cathedral. It's beautiful. You learn all about it. And we have this magnificent night where we have the cathedral to ourselves, 2,000 votive candles from the crypt all the way up to the labyrinth. Wow. They have musicians and singers in from Paris. And you have this extraordinary experience of walking in this ancient cathedral wow. and then walking the labyrinth which so many hundreds of thousands probably millions of people have walked so yeah, it's a yeah. 
tremendously sacred experience. It was fantastic. So what do you think the purpose of the labyrinth is? Because, you know, I met a young artist down at Bondi Pavilion and we were saying that we were putting the labyrinth in the pavilion for Peace Day so that people could get a taste of walking in the labyrinth. And he says, oh, well, that's like a maze. So Yeah, well, it's a very common misconception that people confuse labyrinth and maze, but they're actually two different things. Mm. A maze is designed with walls or hedges mm. and lots of dead ends, and mm. it's designed to get you lost, to confuse yeah. you, to frustrate you, and to literally amaze you, yeah, which amaze you. is where we get that word from. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas a labyrinth has only a single path, it's flat, there are no walls. It's really just a pattern on the on the floor in the paving or or on the grass. And it's a single path you follow into the centre and then follow the same path out. So it's very simple. There's no tricks. There's no dead ends. You're literally just putting one foot in front of the other, finding your way into the centre. And so it's it's a, a sort of structured form of walking meditation. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It gives you it's sort of I don't know. It gives your mind or your body body something to do, something to think about while you go within. I yes, suppose exactly because yeah. a lot of people find traditional sitting meditation quite challenging, and yeah. their, their monkey mind comes yeah. in and the chat 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 and uh-huh. all these thoughts, and you get diverted and distracted. They find it hard to actually be still and be silent. Yeah, yeah. And what the labyrinth does, it's sort of an easy way to meditate because it's a way of taking that monkey mind for a walk. Yeah. Sort of giving yeah. that monkey mind something to do. Something to do. Yeah. So you can settle down into your heart space and just go quiet and it works it's remarkable it, it does it really is remarkable I think I've told you this story before but years ago I was up at Byron what's that place called the Crystal, Crystal Castle yeah. that's right and they have a beautiful stone labyrinth outside a, a small one and I was up there with my daughter who was a child at the time and we just went oh look at this isn't this pretty let's do it just for fun we had no agenda we just thought let's let's walk it but w- what was fascinating was after I walked it I felt so so much better and I didn't I couldn't sort of understand why Mm. but yeah I don't think I thought about anything in particular just walked it just focused on putting one step in front of the other Mm. and after it I felt much better I don't know if um, she did she she was like she was a kid at the time she was like a game it was like play it was Mm. like a game isn't this fun isn't this fun but there is magic in it. There really is. Yeah. yeah. Finding yes, that is. peace within. We were talking before about a friend, a mutual friend, who's going through a bit of hell himself and and looking for a sort of relief from that hell from outside of yourself. Mm. And the only place to find relief from the hell that you're going through is to find it within, isn't it? Yeah. And yeah. so the labyrinth is a way of doing that, finding the peace you're looking for. It's not going to come from outside you. It's not going to come from the next best thing the Mm. job the money the drug the whatever no it will give you temporary relief or yeah give your thoughts something to focus on for temporarily but the inner peace that everyone's looking for is within and so the labyrinth is a beautiful way of finding that Mm. yeah it's an easy way to center and calm yourself if you've got a particular issue and you're stuck on it on something and your mind just looping Mm. with it and Mm. you sort of your thinking gets really tight and closed and small and hard around something Mm. you walk it into the labyrinth and somehow by the time we get into the center there's this spaciousness in your thinking it's Mm. like you've literally walked into the bigger picture Mm. your right brain capacities have opened up enough so that you can access your intuitive wisdom and see the other side of the story see the other person's point of view see another way around the problem and so you come out kind of refreshed and thinking oh I'm not so stuck I can see a few alternatives now I can see a way 
a way around it. Yeah, it's it's the beauty of letting go of the problem because when you're struggling with something, you just like maybe something's going on with your computer, you can't get it right. You've just got to shut it off, turn it down, get out of it, come away with, from it mm. and do something else that, yeah. um, that is not focused on the problem. And the labyrinth gives you that opportunity because you're focusing on putting that foot in front of the other. Yeah. Like you're focusing on following the path. So you're thinking about something else that's, you know, not the stressful thought that yes. you had. And at the end of it, as you say, the solution pops in. Something like, drops arrives. in. Yeah, so yeah. you get that clarity. It's so great, so great. We're going to have a bit more of a chat to Emily coming up and talk a bit more about the beauties and the magic of the labyrinth. It's so cool. If you want to experience the labyrinth, you can on the 21st of September at the Peace Day Festival. There'll be one there. And, of course, the Labyrinth and Centennial Park will be opening sometime in September. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the best day of your life. <laughs> <laughs>